Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. This is Probably True, a multi-award-winning podcast containing strong language and adult themes. It would be boring otherwise. I'm probably not the best person to talk about stuff like this, to be honest. I recently had a lump of silicon stuck inside me for the best part of a week. It was only one of those earplugs that you have to roll into a sausage and sort of squidge into your ear hole. I said ear hole, but still, it broke off while it was in there. If that's the kind of look I have with shoving things into my body, I can only imagine the sort of problems I'd have with anything bigger. And the doctor probably won't be able to get it out with some tweezers and a bit of suction. At least, I hope not. Jesus. I mean, the ear doctor was rummaging around in there for a good half hour before I could hear properly again. I don't want to think about anything else in anywhere else. Anyway, toys. When you think of sex toys, your mind automatically goes to massive black dildos and cocks of all different sizes. Well... My mind does. That's normal, I'm almost certain. So I don't have a lot of advice in this area, to be honest. I should learn and get back to you. Maybe that'll be something for season five. I mean, the first sex toy I got, I only owned it for about an hour. A company I used to work for had a leaving party for me and another girl. We'd started around the same time and were both leaving in the same month too. She was about to give birth and I was sick of the place and ready to burn it to the ground. So they threw us a joint leaving party and there were gifts and everything, which was really, really sweet. She got a ton of new baby clothes and chairs in the company. I got a £20 vibrator from Ann Summers and one of those shitty tray cakes that I had to share with everyone. It wasn't even a Colin the Caterpillar, for fuck's sake. And the vibrator they bought me had a clitoral stimulation arm on it, and I'm damn sure I don't need one of those. So after I'd hugged everyone goodbye and there'd been a few tears, I walked out of the door waved as I walked around the corner, threw the dildo in the nearest bin and blocked all of the numbers on my phone. I was going to make a joke about how it started rattling around in there as I walked away, but they hadn't even bought batteries, so fuck them. So yeah, that was my first vibrator. I've been meaning to buy a proper one since, or maybe a few in different sizes and start working my way up. I haven't yet, because I'm not sure if I'd like it. But that is the key, apparently. Start off small and slowly increase. Don't go vaulting straight onto something the size and shape of a traffic cone or you'll do yourself an injury, and it'll be much harder to explain to those nice nurses at A&E. Even the Victorians knew you should start small. I saw a set of increasingly sized Victorian butt plugs recently. They were made of porcelain and started with a little tiny dinky one and worked up to what could only be described as a whopper. Apparently the cure in the 1800s for everything from seizures to depression was cocaine and vibrators. Oh, Doctor, you have to help me. I've got the vapours, something chronic. Malady of our age, I'm afraid, Mrs. Stevens. Nothing to be done other than some self-stimulation and a lot of hardcore drugs. Stick this up your nose, this up your chuff, or even the other way round. Fuck it. I mean, why not? Mind how you go, and call me in the morning. I mean, going to the doctors with mental health issues back then must have been amazing. We've got your results back, Mr. Jones, and it turns out that your brain is being what we in the medical profession call haunted. Now, there is a rather experimental treatment available where one gets completely off one's tits until the ghosts decide to leave. Let's give that a try, shall we?
I've got a friend who lives in the States who is very into his kink, like very into that stuff. Whenever he comes to London, he brings a backpack with his clothes in and a huge wheelie case that is just full of implements. He finds it very funny to have to explain things to the customs people when they search his bag, which apparently happens without fail. Because I know if I saw a bag full of kinky, sexy things, my first thought would definitely be, ah yes, almost certainly a terrorist, all the signs are there. I'm very sex positive, as you know. I wouldn't currently be sitting here in a cupboard with a hangover talking about dildos if I wasn't. But I don't know how I'd manage in that sort of situation. I always feel awkward enough having to put a couple of sachets of lube into those see-through toiletry bags when I go through security. I couldn't imagine having to stand there while they x-rayed my bags and found a 12-inch double-ended bum warrior. Anyway, I don't have a lot of experience in this area, but I'd say go for it. Try something out. See how you feel. Just start off gently and small. Always the best way. And if you're not sure, find someone who knows about this kind of thing who can play with you. It doesn't have to be stuff you stick up your bum, of course. There's plenty of other sorts of toys too, like fleshlights, for example. They're kind of toys that are the opposite of dildos. Rather than being something you stick in yourself, they're designed for you to stick bits of yourself into, if you catch my drift. They're made of softer rubber, so it feels a bit more real as you pop yourself in. Apparently, the best way to do it if you're by yourself is to tuck it under a couple of cushions on your bed and then hump away at it as if it was some disinterested lover laying still beneath you. So, you know, just like the real thing. Speaking of just like the real thing, have you seen the dildos and stuff you can get that are casts of porn stars' real-life willies? So you'll know what it's like to be shagged by that particular porn star. At least you'd know what it was like if he was made of rubber, had no body at all, and only worked if you stuck two AA batteries up him. Apparently you can get fleshlights that are modelled on real people too, although I think that might just be more of an endorsement than actually feeling the way the interior of a porn star feels. I mean, how would you know? It's not like you could recognise someone from that, is it? As if you could close your eyes, slide inside and be like, Richard, is that you? I'd know that sphincter anywhere. So yeah, fleshlights can be fun, at least until you have to wash them out or empty them, or whatever you do. It'd be slightly obvious to head for the shower in the morning with the thing tucked under your arm. You're bound to bump into a housemate, and other than directly addressing the situation by saying, yes, this is a rubber thing that I fucked earlier while thinking about Jason Momoa, and how are you this morning? Although that would be less awkward than a housemate bumping into some entirely inappropriate and unattractive late-night booty call leaving your room the next morning. I imagine. Can you just put it in the dishwasher to clean it? Probably not. I mean, the wine glass has come out of the dishwasher covered in white streaks that it is without adding something like that. I dated a guy a few years ago. He was gorgeous. Turkish, arty, stunningly handsome and great in bed. He had a really intense way of looking at me while we were going at it, as if he was actually there, in the moment, with me, and not just closing his eyes and thinking about someone hotter. It almost put me off my stride, to be honest. Anyway, he had a flashlight, and one morning after I'd stayed at his, we played with it together. Which was a bit frustrating, to be honest, I'd much rather shagged him again, rather than essentially watching him have a wank into a rubber sleeve, but still. His body was crazy hot, so, you know, I took what I could get, and we both had lots of fun. Only then afterwards he rolled over and fell asleep, and I had to get up for work. So I thought I'd probably clean it up. Long story short, I ended up leaving him a note on his pillow that read, Hey handsome, hope you slept well. I had a great time last night, I'd love to see you again. P.S. Your vagina's in the sink. This was probably true. 
The Multi award-winning podcast series written and produced by me, the multi-award-winning Scott Flashheart. This and every other episode of Probably True is available on Spotify, iTunes and your favourite podcatcher, as well as probablytruepodcast.com, where you'll find links, transcripts of every episode and all the good stuff. If you like what you've heard, please share it with your friends, leave a positive review and donate to the Probably True Patreon if you'd like some extra content. If you didn't like it, you can find me on Twitter as UnlikelyLad or by searching for Probably True Podcast on Facebook. Come at me, bro. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm.